0: Welcome to the Beyond Green 365 podcast. This podcast educates homeowners on how to make healthier choices when updating, remodeling, or building a new home. Step Beyond Green to Healthy supports, advocates, and educates for healthier indoor environments. We make every effort to offer healthier options and learning opportunities. However, our assistance is not specific medical advice for any one person and or medical condition. For specific medical advice, please contact your physician. The content provided by Step Beyond Green to Healthy is for your information only. Any application of this information is your responsibility entirely. Here is your host, Jonathan Sinovic. Welcome everybody to this week's episode. I had a chance to sit down with Bingo Emmons of Creative Construction of Wisconsin. They're a plaster stucco company. That's right, folks, in the Milwaukee area, we have a lot of plaster and stucco homes, and he's one of only two or three companies in the Wisconsin area in southeastern Wisconsin that actually still does the stucco that was put on your house 100 years ago. In fact, he actually told me he's using a lot of the same products he used 100 years ago. But anyways, he's the fifth-generation owner. He's actually about to hand over the reins to his son, Zach, and Sam, and they're going to be the sixth-generation owners. That's right, over 90 years' experience working in the plaster and bricklayer-like area of trades. He's been... President currently of this company for 36 years with his son Sam and Zach by his side. Like I said, they're taking over on the sixth generation. They just recently moved to a new location in West Dallas that they're pretty excited about and they're currently finishing the build out of that, but they are happy to be there. They used to be in Brickfield and now they're out in West Dallas. They focus on interior and exterior stucco and plaster, as well as historic restoration. I've seen some of the coolest things. He's got pictures of churches and historical houses and everything else that he still creates the molds and puts up the crown. It's pretty exciting. They not only do residential, but like I said, they do commercial as well. He is a wealth of knowledge, and I'll tell you, he is a strong advocate of Stepion Green. Healthy. He talks about the stories of how he went through the training with Stepion Green, and it just opened up his world to not only how healthy his product is, but how healthy it is for his teams to install it and how important it is to let clients know that he does offer a healthy product um, as well as not only just in the product itself, but also in the prep of putting it on the walls and taking it off the walls. Today's episode is all about exterior stucco and what it means to not use Ephes. And he says not Ephis, Ephis was the old word, Ephesus, is today's word. So let's talk about exterior stucco and what the difference between Ephes and stucco are. Let's get on with the show. Well, I couldn't be more excited here to talk to you, Bingo. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah? yeah you know, it's fun. sunny outside, right? Yeah, it was a little windy, though. It's a little windy. But here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we are glad to see the warmth come to us. It's been it's a cold night. Like,
1: it's kind of like the Powerball. You don't know what number is, what temperature is going to be. It's always, you know, they just, like, draw a number. Okay, it's going to be 68, and it's supposed to be 80 degrees the next day.
0: Yeah, I think we're seeing we're going to hit in the 80s right now, and then it's going to drop the 60s next week. So I don't understand.
1: Yeah, skip spring. <laughs> <laughs> right
0: well speaking of spring we're talking exterior and specifically with your company uh plaster
1: and stucco yes it's uh the first week of may is always considered you know national everybody works outside you know start all exterior projects no kidding yeah that's kind of it's got the rule of thumb that's why osha has such a it was pushed the first week of May as, you know, fall protection. That's when, yeah. that's when we all go back outside. We're supposed, it's supposed to be a fall protection awareness. Sure. So we're all supposed to say, hey, you know, let's go over your tools, make sure your lanyards are working, you know, make sure everything's good and make sure everybody's, you know, up to speed on the proper safety techniques. Well,
0: that is fantastic because we are in May right now. So when I think about exterior, uh, especially when I hear the word stucco, I think immediately everybody out there goes, well, that's a, you know, I've heard of this thing called EIFS. Uh, EIFS, and I hear that's a horrible thing. But there is a, definitely a difference between stucco and EIFS, correct?
1: The old conventional stucco, the old-fashioned three layers, scratch base and finish that you see on a lot of older homes. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. First of all, that's cement-based. Uh, and in, 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 um, the other stuff is basically acrylic-based. It's synthetic. It's, it's um, you know, it's, it's a very thin layer. It's has uh, styrofoam involved for, in order to be EIFS. Is EIFS? It stands for Exterior Insulation Finished System. That's where it gets from. So if it doesn't have insulation behind it, it's not that.
0: And that's and that is really the key, right? Is if it doesn't have insulation, I mean, otherwise, component wise, it's it's similar. Yeah, it's the insulation that really differentiates itself from s- true stucco, correct? And
1: insulation and in and in they use like a one-pound density foam. Which is very is very absorbent. You know, you think of your cooler, which is two pound density. You can put water in it, and it'll you know, sit there and stay there forever. Mm-hmm. But at one pound density actually can absorb water. You can stick it in a bucket, and uh, I've seen with sheets, we've actually done it. You stick it in a bucket, and it'll hold water. And that's what a lot of problems we had, you know, in the late 80s.
0: Oh, so if I guess for those of you who are listening, what that comparison was is he was talking about like your cooler, like that you'd, you'd buy at the store. That's that styrofoam, that particular type of styrofoam. You're saying is that you said two pounds? It's a two pound. So, jet, so it so won't it, actually take on water.
1: It can't absorb water. Yeah, correct.
0: But in a one pound scenario, something that's probably got more holes in it, more air, I would imagine, it's it can actually allow water into those cells.
1: Yeah, because it's actually made. Actually, that stuff is actually made with steam. So, really? That's it. A bunch of beads. You put, mix some steam with it, and it grow, You know, it just expands. That's why I expanded poly, you know, polystyrene. Hmm. No kidding. Yeah, and then the other stuff that they use. There is a, a, a system out there that's a hardcore system. They use extruded. You know, like a like a dowel or a pink board like usually two inches thick. Okay. Yeah, that system there is. It's a little different, but it's uh, it's a harder system. But it uses more of a conventional type technique. It, you know, they, have, they put the foam on, then you put their metal lath on, and then you put their scratch in your base, and you finish it on there. That's the type of a system that it's. they call it a hard coat when okay. you talk about EFs. But that's not the system that has the problems. The softer one, you know, they call it the PB, polymer-based. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <Yep. laughs> polymer-based is, is what it is, and that's, and that's the one where the – you know, like we were taught how to do this stuff in the eighties. I you know, did special training, went to special school down in Atlanta, learned how to do this stuff. And we were taught how to make a house airtight, so airtight there's no way that any air or anything can get in. But we didn't know, is we were trapping moisture that couldn't get out. Hmm. And that was the, the big problem. Which you see the lawsuits and stuff. So around ninety two, ninety three, they said, you know what, we better stop doing that. You know, because they were going under. So then now they have us. Now they actually have a drainage mat, drainage plane, just back to old school. That plastering, you know, if you take a house that's 100 years old, you open it up, you'll see behind that, up behind the woodlath, and everything, is a, is a layer of a tar paper, and that's actually your waterproof because the water, because stucco it's by itself it's just a watershed.
0: Hmm. And I think that was the misnomer at the time, right? And I think it's in fact, we have talked about exterior siding, and that it is supposed it will inherently let water in, whether it's supposed to or not. It's actually not designed to keep 100% of water out. Um, and so I think that was the, th- what they didn't really get right is what you're saying is that in the, in, in the earlier v- versions of, of the, th- of the, the non-stuckle product, um, they didn't, uh, they didn't have a drainage plane. They just yeah. let, they just assumed water was going to not get in it, right? And the
1: smallest window leak gets behind there and it would, it gets behind there and starts rotting away to substrate because it has nowhere else to go. It can't right. go out didn't go out. Yeah. That's a stay in there and it just, it just eats away at the, at the wood and stuff. You know, we, um, you know, the old old conventional stucco leaked. It just leaked air. could breathe in. It could breathe out. You know, you hear people say, you know, you shouldn't paint stucco. Well, there is breathable products that you can use to make it, you know, where people, you know, you drive around the east side of a place, and you see some guy, he paints some really good special paint, you know, oil-based paint. You see it looks like it's coming off in sheets. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you know, literally peeling off everywhere. That's because they stopped the house that was breathing perfectly fine, and he tried to cover it.
0: Got it. So – so, actually, what you just said there, I don't think I've heard either. So
1: you're not supposed to paint stucco. then. You can paint stucco. Just make sure you use a breathable paint. What is a breathable paint?
0: Well, not <laughs> talking it, a particular brand right, names, Right. Well, yeah, let's not drop basi- any brand it's basically names. It's,
1: it's, uh, it's acrylic. It's latex. And it's breathable. It's made to go. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll give one good plug out to Holman's. Uh, Holman Lindsay's Weather Guard mm-hmm. works very well like that. We got houses we did in the 80s, and you still don't need a coat of paint on them yet.
0: Got it. And yeah. so is it is, is it, if, I'm, if I have a stucco home right now and, I, and I'm, I'm hearing this, is there something that's, is it labeled in a certain way that I would know it as
1: a consumer
0: that I could paint it over stucco? Or do you just have to ask someone at the store to say, hey, I have, I have stucco, what should I paint it with?
1: Yeah, because, you know, they always got to admit, a lot of times these labels are misleading. Sure. You know, there's products out there that'll say, oh, yeah, good for stucco. Good for stucco, wood, metal, everything, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's not the same. It has to be acrylic, and it's got to, you know, you can contact us, and I can tell you what not to buy. Sure. But I'm not going to say that. Oh, yeah, uh,
0: we, we, we don't want to put anybody under the bus here. Um, but that's that's very interesting because I think that's an – I don't think I ever even knew there was a difference. So I think everybody listening right now is going, hmm?
1: I had no idea. Well, there's, there's also people got these products out there, too, is a with does really thick layer of paint on your house, and you have to paint it for 25 years you're guaranteeing that you're trapping the moisture in. Sure. You know, these houses are fine, but houses are different. Uh, we, you know, I'll throw my dad in the bus a little bit here.
0: <laughs> but anyways, we did a house, I'm
1: mean, in the late 70s, we put the foam on like eight inches thick on the south side. Holy there's cow. Absolutely, there's absolutely no way any air could get out, and it rotted from the inside out. Really? Because but they, they put a special gas furnace in there, right, that you know all they did was just blow moisture. They're cooking all the time, they're doing stuff, and there was no way for the house to ever to breathe.
0: Yeah, and I know that that's one thing that the building science has changed. You, you'd mentioned like the 90s. I think everybody thought airtight, airtight, airtight will make it as, as, as airtight as possible, realizing that that actually can create a whole another set of problems. Yeah, sure, now you're airtight, but now what you're saying is you're actually oh. the moisture in the air or yeah. e- even like the, the VOCs, like, like with stepping on, on Green to Healthy, one of the things that we talk about is VOCs. Well, you're essentially trapping all of that inside the house without any thought process of getting rid of it.
1: Right. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I, you know, I'm not really like throwing my dad into the bus here, but I'm just saying that we were doing it. And we were told that this stuff would work really well. Mm-hmm. It was a, a different part of product. We used a studio polystyrene because I said, well, you can't use this stuff because it traps moisture. So we used it. We made it absolutely waterproof, right? Mm-hmm. So waterproof, so airtight, and the house couldn't leak. And then you know the mold. It absolutely you know the house it doesn't even exist anymore. They had to tear it down.
0: Oh, I, I completely. It doesn't surprise me with that kind of when you're trapping. And I think. That's that's actually a really good piece to bring up in that the product didn't fail. And I think the key there was we can do this, right? You're, you're talking about, about your dad. I mean, we can put eight inches on there. We can seal it. However, we are we're not we weren't thinking as a whole what that was going to do to the inside of the house or what the homeowner had to do or what systems had to go inside. And that's what I think really is the acknowledgement of all the members within Stepion Green is that we're all talking about, hey, I have these kind of solutions, but let's talk as a whole on how that affects the house rather than, I can just apply this product that's going to do something.
1: Yeah, as all things, this change. Um, because like we, you know, we made it basically, you know, put our value of forty on the wall. Yeah, yeah. So there I many people. Oh, this is great. How do they have to pay for any heat. You know, and the problem is the moisture gets stuck. Uh, it's it happens a lot. Even I, I watch remodeling projects. You know, like we stucco the outside of the house, and then we seal it all up, make it also doesn't leak. We put an inch of foam on the outside, we make it a lot more warmer. Now the air conditioner is not working properly. Because before, the air conditioner used to be always on, chugging, right? Now it barely goes off and on. Now it's oversized for the house. Hmm.
0: Look at that. I would never have made that connection either. So even though you've, you've, you've made it more efficient on the outside, now you've you've, you've unbalanced the inside apparently, right? Yeah, because,
1: you know, they always say, you know, you have to make a choice between two air conditioners. You know, you get a small one or the one right size. Always go for a smaller one because it's on more and it keeps your air drier. But if you have a really big old house... You know, big windows, mega mansions, whatever. And then we uh, do our thing where we stucco it and make it all nice and warmer. You know, warmer. Mm-hmm. You know then, uh, the air conditioner, it's not that your conditioner can keep up. It just doesn't cycle. It just, you know. doesn't go on as well. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't go on.
0: Well, it's, it's, it's funny because we talked to some of our HVAC members, and their thing right now is keep the fan on all year round. Like, it's always circulating. Um, and it, at first, when I tell people that, and I've been to tell people that now for four or five years now, uh, people are like, I don't want the fan on in the in the winter, you know, I don't want to circulate it. But the truth of it is, is you always want that mixing because you're going to cook in one half of the house. You're going to be showering in another. You always want that circulation going. But to your point, you know, if it doesn't turn on or off, you, know, you don't get any more heat or it's not drying it out or you're not adding hum- humidity to it. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah, keeping a fan on, I was one of those anti-keep the fan on. I'm not paying for electricity. <laughs> I was one of those guys. <laughs> but it's actually, it balances out your house. Okay? Sure does. I'm, I'm, now, I'm now in favor of that. Uh, it's, you know I noticed that the house is not as dry as it used to be either mm-hmm. but, uh, when you keep the fan on. So you take that stuff that was, you know, the wet, waste basement or something, and it's, you know, you make the house drier.
0: Oh, All right. We've kind of jumped a little off the topic. Let's get back to stucco. So we, so we, so we talked about the ephys. Um You know, I think one last thing with that. Ephys. I know. I like ephys better. It's east, though, right? Because technically, if you look at it, it, it is, is ephys. ephys.
1: It was ephys in, until the 90s, and he changed it to ephys.
0: Ephys? I know. All right. Well, thank you. I always appreciate being corrected. (laughs) That's what I love about the show. All right. So, EFS almost sounds like elves. EFS, one last thing with that. And I think you had brought it up in in our kind of pre show talk. And um, sometimes uh, insurance companies mislabel what EFS is and isn't. And so, if you tell us a little bit about the jams that some homeowners get into.
1: Oh, yeah. Banks and insurance companies, even home inspectors will miss it sometimes. Sometimes there's a, a product out there called Masonite. You do know, you see it in a lot of older homes, you know, especially out west of here. Uh, it looks it looks like it's stucco, but it's got like, you know, uh, boards covering the edge of their sheets. And people will think it's stucco. They think they bought a stucco home. They think it's so all stucco, that's old fashioned stucco's gonna last forever. And then woodpeckers show up and, you know, take care of that. It's like nothing for them to get through it. Or the bottom usually the bottom two, or three inches starts rotting is their first sign that's starting to go. But it's not stucco. It's just it's a it's basically to me it's like compressed cardboard or something. It's mm. not even plywood. So it's a compressed board, people think that's stucco. And then um, uh, sometimes people use that people like the finish, the smooth finish. So people some people will think that in banks and insurance companies will think that, well, if it's smooth it's gotta be Eaves. It's got you know, it's no whatever it is, it's a hard coat system, but they put they, somebody likes that finish coat, so they put that finish coat on. Mm. And when they try to buy the house you know they say, oh no, we can't. We're not going to insure that because it's Eves.
0: Got it. So I think that's th- that's good to take note that make sure you have somebody like Bingo or or another, or another professional really diagnose. If you're getting that kind of pushback from your insurance come uh, your insurance company or your your finance company saying it's Eves, really make sure that it truly is before you kind of you know get upset about it because it could actually just been a mixed diagnose. Um, so getting in a stucco because that's really that's your your, your, your main products here that stucco, you, yeah, that, yeah, that you do guys just, do. We do
1: stucco and plaster. And it's, um, and it's always funny. Sometimes people say, Oh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be plastering in the house." houses. Yeah. We got to find a stucco guy. Do you think that sometimes it's a different person? It's still <laughs> hot control, same exact tools, same methods, same, everything's the same, just different materials.
0: Yeah. I got it. So talk about the materials of, uh, stucco. Like,
1: like, has it, has it been around? Is it new? Well, the Portland cement has been around. It's, it started, you know, 1800s or so, but it, around here it didn't really start around until like 1920. Okay. So you started using Portland cement. Mostly, the old homes you see is a you know they call it type O or lime-based cement. It's an older cement, and that's usually the problems that people have when you have repair is they hire some guy, he goes to a box store, buys some Portland one or extra strength Portland one, and just makes it worse.
0: And you were talking to me about Portland one, and I think that's this is this is a really kind of a cool thing if you're listening and and you have stucco as an exterior. Um, it is the fact that this Mortar O, okay, that, that Bingo just talked about, which is a, a lime-based product, um, has been around forever, right? I mean, that's kind of like
1: – Yeah, it's like, – it's, yeah.
0: It's literally almost dirt. Right. You know, li- it is. It's, it's dirt, you know, ground <laughs> right. up. Um, and what's happened is that, it, from what he was talking to me about earlier, is that this Portland One has hit like a Menards and a Home Depot – Um, And it's similar to a product you're saying that's like what we see on our sidewalks.
1: Well, yeah, the same thing. Your sidewalk's made out, you know, Portland, most likely Lafarge, depends what company you buy it from. It's the same exact stuff. The cement that makes your sidewalk and, you know,
0: driveways and even the
1: highways is, you know, is made out of Portland One.
0: Portland One. And so it's really two completely different products. And I think that's really important to to make sure that you understand that it – that if you hear someone say, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to head out to Home Depot and I'm going to, I'm going to buy, you know, if it's Portland 1, it's not the right piece to apply to the exterior. of. Yeah. of the Unless garden. it
1: was done in the 50s or 60s. But if it was done a long time ago, uh, that's where people a lot of times, you know, the do-it-yourselfers make the mistake. They patch up the hole and you see that it comes around the crack. It actually makes it worse because you took something that was real breathable, real flexible, and you put the really hard, hard object. The secret to rest- historic restoration. If you look at any books, they're all going to say the same thing. Use a softer material than what's originally there. So why would you? What, so we use typo. You know, we have typo as it's, it's brought in. It's uh, and it's weird because uh, I was down in Texas. You know, we we're you know your we pointing down there, so I had to go check it out. So <laughs> uh, we we're and uh, they, they get the problem. You can buy typo at Home Depot at uh, Menards. I mean, when I was one on Menards down there, but there's a Home Depot down there, and I was like right there pallets of it. I'm like, man, it's a special order up here. Why is Interesting. that? Interesting. Really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. You can't get you can't get it. You have to get it from a, a material like a cement you know, company.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's you would also let's let's just re- retract just a little bit. You had talked about so let's just say that I didn't know any better as a homeowner, do it yourself or Maybe there's a handyman in the area, and they put Portland in what normally would have been that mortar oil joint. Um, and you're saying that if you immediately see with I mean with let's say within a year or so that. You're, you're saying the Portland will actually stay solid, and what happened is everything moved around it, it so it actually freeze. looks worse
1: than it did yeah. when you filled it, right? Yeah, you're talking about especially tuck point. You always see that guy goes out and, I'm going to buy some really good high-end strength, super-duper mortar stuff and stick it in there. And he tuck point, and you fill it in with that. Now you took something to breathe. Air was going in and out of it every day. Moisture air can go in and out. Now the moisture can't come out. Now the moisture can't come out. And it freezes, and it starts spalding the bricks, and it makes it, the crack looks way worse than it ever was.
0: Yeah, and it, I know we've talked on a couple different episodes about breathability. I think it's a really tough mindset to the consumer on the market that I want actually it to breathe in and out. You just got through describing it, and it's a scary thought, right? Well, I don't, I don't want air to move in and out. But the truth of it is, is we do as long as it's controlled and it's it's breathing well, in the right areas. We'll right? make
1: we'll make fun of the the Eaps guys for doing what they did. But <laughs> think about all the guys that did glazed brick, right? Do you see any glazed bricks even up anymore? Mm-mm. 60s and 70s, we've got this really good glazed brick. Water can't get through it. It's perfectly fine. So, you know, they, all ex- they all exploded, expanded, you know, a lot of spalded bricks. It's, it's uh, the same thing. Uh, brick is a watershed. It's not waterproof. Water mm-hmm. comes down. If you act- you, when you tear apart an old house, you're going to see water, you'll see a brick. Then you'll see, uh, see one-inch airspace. You see that you, then you're gonna see your actually your waterproof barrier, the tar paper, mm-hmm. you know, thirty pound felt tar paper, sometimes it's ninety, depends on how old it is. And then you have your, your structure. So the water can go through it. Now you got now that water's such a problem, they actually have weep holes and you actually design for drainage. Right. Because houses just they're just not as leaking like they used to. In the old days it didn't matter. Houses just you know wind would blow, you could feel it through the curtains you were fine. They would dry. move when I was a kid. Yeah. Like they would actually move when I went. Those day. houses are nice and dry. <laughs>
0: yeah. Never ran into a mold problem in those. No. That's interesting. And, I, and also when it comes to weep holes too, I think uh, don't caulk them, please.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things that we fix a lot you know, for home inspectors, you know, they say, hey, yeah, you better consult an expert to come out there. And then I'll go out there and look at it. And that's one of the first things we got to do is we always got to take the caulk on the lintel cells, on the lintels, mm. right? They, you know, somebody paints it. They put that little caulk bead. Now you took where the water came down from behind the wall, right, and it came out the lintel. It's a little crack. Now they seal it up, Now, to, now to, you'll see that the metal start, it starts to get really big. It starts to get rusty. Hmm. You, ever, you ever notice, like, yeah I see a basement window, gets big. That's what happens is it gets sealed up. There's no place where the water goes, so it just sits on that piece of metal forever and ever until it gets really expensive, then you call us. <laughs> until it gets really expensive.
0: I have seen that, and I guess I did not contribute that to someone who's probably, yeah, probably caulked that and the water sat on the you'll metal. Never I... You'll never
1: see that. you never see that spaulding thing on a, on a brick that hasn't been caulked. On hmm. you'll never see it. They could be 150 years old, 125 years old. They're look fine. But the side of the house, that, where do you put that? You know, they put the caulk on because they're, you know, saving some time. Whatever the reason was, made it look better. God, got it. We've got we've got
0: time for one more uh, piece or one more conversation. I want to bring up, um, just because I kind of hear that you're kind of the expert on woodpeckers.
1: Well, we became an expert because they became a battle for us. Especially out in Pewaukee. I actually looked at two of them today. Wow. Woodpeckers. Woodpeckers are, you know, every once in a while get some tin cans or hang something from there. But uh, the secret to woodpeckers is you have to change the pitch. It's a mating thing that they do. Really? Uh, It's a a sound that they look for. So what we do a lot of times, Mm -hmm. we'll put like a thin layer of cement over the boards. So when you go there, they oh, it doesn't make the same sound. Or we'll take the board off and replace it with a barrel so it doesn't make the same sound. And then... Um, and then I feel like I should go with my, my business cards to the neighbors because all they do is move over to their house. Really? But, but it takes two years of, our, of the bird tape and, uh, and chasing them out. Yeah, they actually make them until they change their cycle. So just we want, because we get, you know, our phone gets flooded with them. We, go, we work on them and say, hey, you know, next spring, i uh, put some tape up there or stay on top of it so they don't, you know, they're not there. And then if you can, if you can bear it for a couple of years, then they'll go away. Because, you know, it takes two years to break their habit.
0: Got it. And so when you, so when you say that you kind of, you know, re- replace the area, so woodpeckers don't, like, move over to another board? <laughs> Are they not that smart? No, it's a
1: sound. It's the sound that they're going for. So, it's so sound you sound that no it imitates kidding. something in their trees. You know, and it imitates. Now, you get eaves where they go like this. Well, no, that's a good nesting material for them. <laughs> so you got to, you know, you got to kick them <laughs> out for that reason. But the boards, it's the sound that they make. People tell me they can hear it all night long. I mean, not all night long, but they hear right. it in the morning. In the you morning. it the yeah, yeah. wakes them up. They can hear it, you know. And he says, well, I think he's making holes so bugs go in there. So they, always, they always tell me something like that. No, it's it's part of the mating process because they don't do it all year. They just do it then, and, you know, once springtime is gone, you know, you have to chase away. Yes, I never noticed away.
0: that. You're right. They don't do it all yeah, year. Yeah, so
1: we put up bird tape. Uh, we put up bird tape, and then we call calls back in the spring. And then we just send Zach and Johnny because we love doing that for some reason. <laughs> we're going to put bird tape up on these houses, you know, and we got whole neighborhoods that we do. And then we we put it on with we like a we basically use this caulk to kinda of sit on so they blow off after a couple months. Because if you leave it on too long, everybody does, they, I got some really good bird tape or I got some tin cans, I'm gonna put some or an owl over there. And they leave it up there for two years. Well they get used to it. Right.
0: It didn't didn't move or do anything, yeah, right?
1: Oh that's just an ornament. <laughs> right.
0: Interesting. So woodpeckers, can we can get rid, rid of them. It sounds like I did not know it was a mating thing, and I guess I didn't also really think about the time of the year. They're only here for a certain amount of time making that sound.
1: Huh. Right. It's, yeah, it's just part of their mating process. That's why they hit it. That's why they hit it, and that's why they hit the homes.
0: Because I always thought, I guess, they were trying to build a hole or get into the wood to get bugs, but I guess in a live tree that would be kind of pointless.
1: Right. <laughs> so I don't know why I thought no,
0: woodpeckers it, were trying to you it's know, get a sound. hole. And
1: yeah, once in a while, they they go hit an ephus house, I mean, um, they they hit that, and then they um, you know they'll make a nest in there, and that's why you know I go up there and I say, oh I can see it because see a little bird fly in and out. Then we have to evacuate. Got it,
0: got it. All right. Well, this is this is very informative. I thank you. This is all about exterior stucco plaster, and we finished up a little bit of woodpecker, so that's that's kind of a good thing for everybody out there. And Bingo's company can take care of all of that for you. So thank you, Bingo. You're welcome. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Yep. Step Beyond Green's mission is to create healthier indoor environments for us to live and work in. This is one of the ways that we do this. Please like, subscribe, or share this, as well as leave a comment below about this topic, or maybe it's a topic you'd like us to discuss in the future. As always, stay healthy. We'll see you next time.